0: What's up, Joe? What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Sports Three Hundred and Sixty. I'm Jeff Fennell, and I'm here with my man Rob Duran of Rob Duran Sports. What's up, Rob? How
1: you doing today? What's going on, man. What's going on?
0: Ah, as always, man. You know, every time we get together, there's a lot going on. You know, a lot going on in the world of sports, um, and you know, as we are getting ready for the baseball season right that's coming up uh, opening day in a, in in a couple of weeks yep. um we have march madness going on um NFL draft is coming on down the down the road also got some stuff going on in the NBA um as well so there's a lot there's a lot going on and um you know something uh, that you know before we came on today we didn't even talk about it much Bob and that is the NBA and that is LeBron James, right? Going down yeah. and 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 AD already been down for for a good spell, um. And the Lakers, man, you know, for a long time the top team in the West, and they're now in the third or fourth spot, right? Um. And so, um, the Lakers are going to need LeBron to to heal quick, uh, because right now I I just can't see them competing with both LeBron and AD out of the lineup.
1: Yeah, man. It was already going to be tough, and and we've kind of seen it in spurts here and there without Anthony Davis because that team is built around those two stars, uh, LeBron and, and Anthony Davis. And, you know, you lose AD, and it's like, all right, you, got, you still have LeBron James, right? You still feel comfortable. You know you're going to be a top at least three seed with LeBron James there, minimum three seed. But then he goes down and and it's rare because you don't really see, with the exception of his first year with the Lakers, you don't really see LeBron get hurt. And and it's normally a freak injury if he does get hurt. But man, this is a huge loss for L.A. And it'll be interesting to see how long he's going to be out and how L.A. kind of puts things together and holds it together until he's able to return. But man, big, big loss for L.A.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. And this was another one as you say a freak injury, right? Solomon yeah. Hill, you know, diving for a ball and you know, essentially made LeBron's leg and ankle collapse, right? Um you know, and we saw it happen and he rolled that ankle and it's a high ankle sprain and usually those are the ones that take a while, right, yeah. to to come back from. So, um look, with, with him out of the lineup you know, I don't know, um you know, what the Lakers are going to do. But, um look, they're going to make the playoffs. The question is going to be, you know, in, in, in what condition and what shape will LeBron be and, and also AD and how long it takes them to get back into peak form once yeah. they do return. And then also, how far are they going to fall in the meantime? Because right yeah. now, again, they're falling. Yeah, the and at
1: and that's a big thing because, you know, if you're, you're finishing at the top of the of the conference, of the, you're facing one of the lower-seeded teams. But now if L.A. drops, that first round might be a tough, tough matchup depending on who they go against. So even with LeBron back, and we don't know if they're going to be back 100%. Like you said, yeah. we have no idea. So, you know, they could be facing one of the top teams depending how far they drop in the in the standing.
0: Yeah. Crazy. It is. It is. And, you know, another team that's been without a star but has been doing very well, um, well, two teams, really. Uh, One is the Brooklyn Nets, right, Um, who've been without KD for a while, and now they're going to be without Kyrie Irving for the next three games as he deals with some personal and family issues. Um, But um, the other team that's been playing well without their star has been the Philadelphia 76ers. Embiid has been out uh, for a few games and is likely to miss a few more. But the Sixers have been playing well. And again, this shows, I believe that when things like this happen, when when, when your big dog goes down and you can still win games, I think that becomes a testament to coaching. And I think this is where Doc Rivers is earning his money right? And this is the difference between having a true coach and having someone else who's kind of just occupying the sidelines.
1: Yeah, I agree 100% there. And, you know, when the, when Embiid went down, I thought the Sixers, kind of what happened to LA with AD, that they would regress. But like you said, man, they, they're still balling.
0: <laughs> and yeah. Embiid
1: is going to come back and it's not going to be one of those Oh, we got to try to fit him into the and he's going to slide right in there and they're going to continue to ball and probably and get better. So, man, and, and kudos to to Doc, you know. A lot has been said cuz he, he's only won that one championship with the Celtics and hasn't really done anything since, you know, the Clippers they were close and all that stuff never really made it, you know, made the jump, but he's doing a heck of a job with with this team, man. Completely completely changed the team, the culture. The way Embiid plays, he's lights out this year compared to any other year in his career. Yeah.
0: And you know who else is doing a great job? is Nate McMillan, ever since he took over the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. Um, You know, through last night, which was Sunday night, we're we're recording this on Monday, um, the Hawks have won eight games in a row. Right? Um, So uh, he's been... You know, he's been a breath of fresh air as they made that coaching change. Um, and you know, Atlanta right now is one of the hottest teams in in the Eastern Conference, uh, along with the Milwaukee Bucks. And, and the Nets are playing well too. The Nets have won 15 out of 17. The Bucks have won, you know, six, seven games in a row. The Hawks have won eight games in a row. But you know how I feel about Milwaukee. And look, I know that they yep. picked up PJ Tucker and I think that could be a good pickup for them. You know, PJ bring, uh, Tucker brings toughness. Yeah, big uh, he can hit that corner three, you know, he's he's a gamer and I think he can help them. But I'm not going back on what I said about Milwaukee a couple of weeks ago. I think their window for winning a championship has closed shut. I know they got you know Giannis, and now they got Tucker, and they got you know Chris Middleton, and all the rest of that. But nah, until until I see it, I won't believe it.
1: Yeah, I can't. I'm not a believer in Milwaukee. Not not with the 76ers and the Nets playing the way they're playing. There's no way they had their chance, like you said, that window. They had a couple years there to really make some noise. They could have done something last year. Not that I think they would have beat LA. But they had a chance to make the finals last year, and they're just they're not, it's not their year this year. Not, yeah, with, the way the, the, not with the way Brooklyn and Philly is play, are playing.
0: Yeah, and look, I, I quite frankly, I think that the road to the NBA finals in the Eastern Conference, as much as I hate to say this, I think it goes through Brooklyn.
1: Yeah.
0: Um I think it yeah. goes through Brooklyn. And so we'll see. I, um, because, look, when KD comes back and, you know, Kyrie, you know, decides to stay for longer than a few weeks um, and and Harden just keeps balling. You know, the Nets, the Nets are tough, man. You know, the Nets are are, are really a tough team. Um, And then the last thing I'll say about the NBA is I believe it's it should now be official that one of the most disappointing teams in the league so far has been the Boston Celtics. And I nine. know they've had yep. some injuries. Marcus Smart has been out for a while, and they've had some injuries. And uh, Kimba Walker had been out for a while. And so they haven't been able, to, perhaps, to develop the chemistry that, that they need to or want to. Uh, but Tatum's been balling. Jalen uh, um, Brown was balling for a while. But it seemed like after the yeah. All-Star break, he kind of hit a little bit of a slump. But overall, the Celtics, man, have been scuffling.
1: Yeah, and I'll do you one better. I think they've been one of the more disappointing teams over the last few years, because Mm. the level of talent that roster has had, you know, even with Kyrie after Kyrie, whatever you want to say, they have to do something. We're talking about windows of opportunity here. I think theirs is, even though they have young stars, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. I think Tatum is going to be, you know, MVP candidate in in a few years, maybe as soon as next year. But man, they have to do uh, and. They have to do something, and I think going back to the 76ers, the coaching thing, maybe they need to make a change at the coaching level and bring somebody else in that can get the best out of this roster because, man, there's just too much talent there to be a 500 team.
0: Yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing. I was wondering if this was a situation where that new voice is needed, you know, um, every now and yeah. then in different sports, you you hear that the players, you know, just need a new voice, right? Yeah. That the that the coach has been there for a while and, and maybe there's been some success for a while, but you just sort of plateau. And I don't know if that's what's happened with Boston because I do think the injuries have something to do with it. I also think that they're, that they're five spot you know, is not their strength. You know what I mean? And not that you need, you know, an Embiid on every team, but I just think they have some guys there that are very limited. And so I think that ends up hurting them a little bit. But, you know, let's see what the rest of this season brings. But if they don't turn it around, I don't expect them to make a deep run in the playoffs. Not the way they're playing now. They're capable of doing it but they have to kick it up into another gear.
1: Yeah. They they have to click on all cylinders to make a run in the playoffs, man, because like I said, they're talented. They have the talent. That's undeniable, but it's just for whatever reason, they just haven't been able to get it going.
0: Yeah. And I don't know what it is, but we'll see uh, if they can can, um, turn it around as we head toward the home stretch. NCAA is also going on, and um, the the only thing I want to say about the NCAAs, Rob has less to do with what's going on on the court because I think the biggest issue coming out of the NCAA tournament was you know weight room gate, right? Yeah. Um, where you know the NCAA outfitted the the men's uh, teams with a full weight room. Um, And for the women, they had one rack of dumbbells and very little else. And it was only after a social media firestorm uh, kicked up that the NCAA uh, apologized. But but here's the thing, the NCAA, you know, crisis management is not their forte. Because the first thing they did was try to say, oh, well, it was a space issue, so we couldn't do more than this because of space limitations, and then pictures were shown where no no doctor, there's plenty of room here (laughs) uh, to put in a full weight room, and then they apologized uh, over the weekend, and then just today, Mark Emmert, you know, the, the the president of the N- NCAA, he comes out and he makes things worse because he said, and I'm quoting here, he says, the weight rooms that were shown on the videos, those were never intended to be weight rooms. Those were exercise rooms before the kids, the kids went on to the court for practice. But once the video's out there, the video's out there. So now he's going. they're going backwards and saying oh, Lord. it really wasn't supposed to be weight rooms. Those were just exercise rooms. Listen, your hand was caught in the cookie jar.
1: Yeah. You
0: just need to own it. And the NCAA, it seems, still doesn't want to own it. Give me your take on this, man. What, what, what do you think about this weight room fiasco? it's,
1: it's disturbing. It's not okay. You know, I I don't know what word to even say. It's just not okay, man. And, you know, we're talking offline that it's, it's a bigger issue than just the weight room stuff. You know, it's kind of the way that women's sports are looked at. They're looked at inferior. They're looked at, they're less than, and um, Nick Young, former NBA player, one of the things he said, and he, he commented on one of the pictures that were posted, one of the videos, he basically said that the women's sports are the JV to the varsity, which is the men's sports. And when I saw that, I was like, this is what a lot of people feel like. And he was the the dumb one to say it out loud kind of thing. And it's just, it's not okay to, because a lot of these women, all these women, they work harder than a lot of the men to get where they are because there's a lack of respect for women's sports. So not only do they have to work hard at their profession, at their sport, et cetera, but they have to do a a little bit extra to gain that respect from everyone around them or the outside world because women's sports are looked down upon in every sport, not just in basketball, every single sport, every athletic event, women's sports are looked down on. And that's not okay, man. And what they the NCAA stuff? They I feel like they always get it wrong, no matter what the situation is. But this one, they just it was terrible, man. Every way you look at it, it's just bad.
0: Yeah, no, no, no question about it, Rob. And you know, it, it, to me, it's it it's symbolic of how this society treats women, even beyond yeah. sports, right? Yeah, uh, it, it's symbolic of that. And, and and also, and I've gone on record of saying you know i've always have seen you know some commonality between how society treats women and how society treats women of color uh people mm-hmm. of color because yeah. it's 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 about relegating you know or attempting to relegate to a second class or lower status right that that's what it is and that's what happens and that happens with people of color that happens with women and all across industries yep yeah. but staying with sports you know, the, the idea of, you know, like, here's the thing. And we, we talked about this a little bit, Rob, whose idea was this? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like who made this decision and then who signed off on it? Because those weights didn't arrive on their own. You know what I mean? And here's the, here's the one thing I wonder if those weights really were like, for the men's weight room. And they said, Oh, you know what? We got to put something in the women's weight room. And then they just put something over there. Right. I don't know what happened, but who decided this, who, who said this is what we're going to do. And then who said agreed with it and said, this is a good idea. That's what I want to know.
1: Yeah. There was a whole chain of command that said, okay, listen, I used to work at a, at my high school, my old high school as a custodian. So when there was an event going on, Our boss would hear it from whoever was hosting the event. Our boss would then tell us, and then we kind of set something up. If we didn't see something was right, we'd call somebody and say, are you sure you want this here? Are you sure you want this set up this way? Nobody did that for this. (laughs) Right, how did that happen? Yeah, everyone said, yeah, that's fine there. Let's leave that small rack there and walk away. Right. It's just not okay, man.
0: Who thought that was cool? Oh yeah, yeah, this is adequate. This is good enough. And and the bottom line is this, you know. And who you said, Nick Young? I mean, Nick Young's not the sharpest knife in the drawer, anyway. No. <laughs> not right, at all. But but and and there's a lot of people that have you know those sentiments. Um, and they you know it is what it is. But here's the thing. Let, let's just call it plain. These are elite athletes. Okay. Yes. Period. Right, whether you know if you you're playing Division One men's basketball, Division One women's basketball, you're talking about elite athletes, and the bottom line is they should be treated like elite athletes, and there should be, you know, some there should be equality in it. And the NCAA goes around talking about equality, right? They've been doing that ever since you know um, all of the social unrest, just like. a a whole host of other institutions and companies but but rob if 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 these institutions and these companies you know if aren't held to you know if their feet aren't held to the fire they will regress to what they are and what they would do right if they think no one's looking right and it wasn't until this became a firestorm on social media that we then see change and so This is a deep problem about how women and women's sports are treated in this country, how women are treated in society. But it's also, I believe, uh, you know, indicative of how a lot of institutions and companies will conduct themselves if left to their own devices. And we don't remain vigilant.
1: Preach. Preach it, brother. That's true. (laughs) So (laughs) 100 percent.
0: Yeah. I need, I need to pass around a hat, take up an offering right about now.
1: But,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but man, true. that, you know, that, that's one of those things that like you said earlier, it's just disturbing. It's not right. And, you know, um, someone needs to grab a hold of Mark Emmert and say, look, man, <laughs> we blew this one. Let's own it and let's move on. Um, and yeah. we'll, we'll see if that happens. Um, Hey man, another another real uh interesting story, Rob, is coming out of the NFL, where the NFL's talking about having a live in-person draft in Cleveland uh this year. Um, you know, they're gonna do it with, you know, some health and safety protocols in place, but they will have a live event. They will also mix in some elements of the remote draft that they had instituted last year. So it'll be a combination of of both. But there'll be some accommodations for fans, um, all of it done with, you know, social distancing and, and, and other measures in place. But we were talking about it, Rob, how sports can sort of point the way forward for society to get back to whatever normal is going to be. And I think this is an example of 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 that happening. So what are your thoughts about that, man? NFL talking about holding in-person
1: draft. I think it's pretty cool to be 100% honest with you. And and like you said, man, sports has a way of unifying things um, if done correctly. And hopefully this works out and, you know, they get all the protocols in order and all that stuff and they can do this safely. But this is huge. Like the draft is a really big deal for a lot of fans. Um, I love watching the first round and hearing, you know, fan reactions and stuff like that, especially as a Jets fan. We always boo everyone. Nick, <laughs> right, with with right. the NBA, they boo and they draft and all that stuff. But with the NFL, it's it's a great thing that fans are going to be involved. You know, it kind of wasn't the same last year where it was all virtual. That, that emotion wasn't there. And like a lot of other things that the emotion was missing. So just having fans kind of be a part of it. It's again, like I think it was the last show we did. We we're talking about how it's kind of like a breath of fresh air, where things are are moving in the right direction finally after a year of all this uncertainty going on with COVID. Man, I think it's great.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think is I think it's a positive story, and you know, um, hopefully the NFL will be able to pull it off. And it will, you know, have the effect uh among other things, right? It, well, we talked about fans being in the stands for for baseball games. And opening day is coming soon, right? And so we'll have some yeah. fans in the stands for opening day. There's to, there continue to be fans in the stands, you know, for the NBA, um, I would imagine for NHL, but everybody knows we don't watch hockey. So I don't know <laughs> about that, but you know, um, but I think all of these things have, you know, the potential to uh you know, I think have a positive effect on, on society. You know what I mean? Um, in addition to what's actually going on with the vaccinations ramping up and everything else. And look, yeah. man, we, we all want this to end, you know, and you know, we have to be smart though. And, and so not just rush in and like, just throw everything to the wind now, but it, it is nice to see that the NFL is, is doing this and, and try and, you know, do it responsibly and you, you got to be rooting for them. To pull this off
1: yeah man it's just like i said a breath of fresh air to see just to see these things being planned out like <laughs> that that enough is like man this is good news this is positive news man but it happened yeah man can't wait i really yep. cannot wait for that
0: yeah um you know if, if this is a breath of fresh air uh our next story man you can only you know view it as a dark cloud and that is again, out of the NFL, um, with one of its star players, Deshaun Watson of the Houston Texans, star quarterback. Um, as of today, 13 lawsuits have been filed against Watson alleging sexual assault and harassment, um, by massage therapists in, um, in Houston. Um, and, you know, serious, serious allegations. Uh, the NFL is looking into it. Um, law enforcement may be looking into some of these allegations, um, but very, very serious. Look, I, I don't want to say much about it because obviously it's just it's allegations. They're serious allegations, and it's going to play its 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 itself out one way or the other, but. Deshaun Watson was looking to get out of Houston, right? And before all of this happened, because of his talent and because of his performance, you would have you would have to believe there would have been a number of teams interested in acquiring him. I think one thing for sure, and this seems so, you know, almost crass to talk about where Deshaun Watson's gonna end up and giving these allegations against him, but in in, in talking about the game. I don't know if any team is going to touch Deshaun Watson with a 10-foot pole right now. I can't see a franchise bringing him into their city, introducing the, him to their fan base um, yeah. with this dark cloud hanging over his head. And then it also remains to be seen what happens to him in Houston. But this is this is a a, a very, very serious story coming out of the world of sports right
1: now. Yeah, it's not a good look at all. No matter which way you look at it, it's just not good for him, not good for the league. Not not good at all, man. And like you said, he's one of the maybe top 5 quarterbacks in the league, and I comfortably say that just based on what he can do, what he did last year on a bad team. And man, you you would think that before all this, any team who wasn't who didn't have a franchise quarterback was going to call Houston and say, what do you want? I'll offer whatever you whatever you want. But now with all this stuff going on, man, it's just every day it feels like there's a new lawsuit piling up, a new case coming out, and it's just not a good look. And like you said, it's all allegations, so we don't know exactly what the truth is, what's going on, what's going to happen. But either way, it's just not a good look. And you know, the NFL has their own policies. Regardless of what happens with the lawsuits, the NFL can still turn around and say, well, you know you basically caused us all this trouble. It's not a good look for us, for the league. You violated the, you know, the the look of the shield and all that stuff. He can be suspended for X amount of games. And I don't know, man. It's just not a good look. It's not good at all. Especially for a guy who everyone raved about his character. For all this stuff to be coming out now, it's just, it's sad, man.
0: Yeah, it is. And again, um you know we we won't know um what where the truth lies um uh, yeah. for a while uh look if we ever know right Because you, you never yeah. know where this goes i mean it could end up in settlements and confidentiality agreements and all the rest of that so who who knows um but very very serious allegations uh, um against one of the Marquee names in the NFL. And you make a good point that no matter what happens with these lawsuits, uh, that might not be the end of it for Deshaun Watson, because um, the NFL is looking into this as well. And they may decide that um, it, you know, runs afoul of, you know, their conduct policies. And so it, it, there could be some additional, um, challenges for Deshaun Watts in the head, but yeah, this is, this is, this is a black eye for the league and, and a black eye for up until now uh, a player who has been viewed very positively um, yeah. throughout his
1: NFL career. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully stuff like this gets resolved and we figure out what's going to happen, but it's just, no matter, I think no matter which way it turns out, it's just a, not a good look. No matter what.
0: No, not at all. Not at all. So we'll we'll keep an eye on this one because the lawsuits have been coming in waves. You know, it yeah. was first it was one, then it was two more. So he had three against him, then four, and then today six lawsuits were filed against him. So
1: yeah. um
0: I don't know if this is the end of the line. Who knows what tomorrow and, and and the days ahead bring? Um maybe we don't stop at 13. Who knows? Um, but uh right now terrible terrible story uh and it's one that's worth keeping an eye on um also too rob um today on monday um march 22nd sad news out of the nba elgin baylor one of the greatest players in the nba um passed away he was 86 years old um i was you and i were talking earlier today and i said you know when Elgin Baylor, when he started his career, I wasn't even born. And, you know, I was a little kid toward the middle and end of his career. You know, I was in grade school or whatever. But I knew of him because my brother was a big basketball fan. Um, and so, you know, knew of him, you know, as a kid. And obviously, as I got older, knew about him, you know, because he was just such a great player. Um, but he he passed away today at eighty six. And Rob, I, I read something today about Elgin Baylor that that just made me, it made me shake my head because this is a guy, he was a rookie of the year in 1958. And for his career, he averaged over 27 points, over 13 rebounds, uh, just a great player, uh, 11-time All-Star and the rest of it. But in the 1961-62 season, Belgian Baylor served in the U.S. Army Reserves. So he only played on the weekends. And that year he played in 48 games. And he averaged 38.3 points per game, 18.6 rebounds, and over four assists. And he's only playing on the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) If, 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 If any NBA player today did that he Oof. would be lauded as a hero, right? Yeah. Not only for he serving his country, but when he's not serving his country, he kicking butt in the <laughs> NBA, right? <laughs> so, I mean,
1: how how do you do that? Oh, man. He had to
0: travel to the games, right? So wherever he was based, I think he was based in Washington State, and he had to travel to the games on the weekend. And average 38 points for the season. Just remarkable, wow. man.
1: You know what that reminds me of? Uh, growing up in, in New York and Harlem, there was always this random guy that would walk by the basketball courts and stuff like that. He'd be in his Tim's or whatever. And he'd show up and drop threes nonstop and then just walk away. Mm. What do you say? Right. That's, that's what that reminded that's what that reminds me of. Wow, yeah, man.
0: Yeah, like he, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, Monday through Friday, you know, he he's, he's serving his country, and then on the weekend he comes and just starts, you know, raining <laughs> wow. raining threes on people, or you know, taking them <laughs> to the hole or whatever. But man, that that was something else. And then, you know, and then after his his playing career, he spent over man. twenty years as an executive for the L.A. Clippers. Um, you know, working for Donald Sterling, which had to be tough for him. He actually sued the Clippers too for wrongful termination. I believe. Um, I think, you know, he ended up losing that lawsuit, but he did, um, file it. And, you know, given what we know about Donald Sterling, uh, you have to believe there was some basis for the filing of that lawsuit. Um, but you know, longtime executive, longtime NBA player, one of the greatest in the games in the game. And, um, you know, sad to hear that, that he, he passed away today at the age of 86.
1: Yeah. And I, I'm i reading a stat right now. It says he was one of just four players in history to average at least 25 points a game and 10 rebounds over his career. He averaged wow. 27 points and 13 and a half rebounds yeah. for his career. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, and never won a championship, you know, um, never Man. was able to get that ring. But um, no doubt, one of the, the greatest players that we've seen in the NBA. Um, so um, the last thing, Rob, man, that I, uh, you know, on the plate today is baseball. It's been kind of quiet, man. What do you make of that? What's, you know, I know we're heading toward opening day and all the rest of that. And, and I would imagine that excitement is going to pick up. But um, baseball has been kind of under the radar so far.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if that's good or bad, but they've been very, very quiet lately. Um, I'll catch some spring training games here and there, a couple innings, just to see. To be honest, I like spring training games, not because I want to see the stars, but I want to see the prospects and stuff like that. I want to see, like, the end of the, ro- um, of the roster, guys, see who's going to run out the rosters. But all in all, baseball's been really quiet, and I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> I don't know
0: either, but I, I I mentioned to you before that I think that you know, as we get closer to opening day, we will see a handful of extensions. Um, you know, probably probably headed by Francisco Lindor and the Mets. Yeah. Um, but I think that we will see a handful of extensions. Um. Uh, particularly among contending teams, like the Chicago White Sox. Maybe they'll do something with Lucas Giolito, um, Lindor with, with the Mets. Um, maybe something happens with the Nationals, you know, with Trey Turner or Juan Soto. Um, yeah. You know, but I think we might see a handful of extensions that are announced right as we are heading into opening day so that these franchises can create some buzz around, you know, the splashy signing. Um, so let's see if that happens. Um, but right now it's, it's been odd, you know, to, to have baseball be sort of under the radar right now. Um, but you know, who knows, maybe that's a good thing. Cause it seems that when baseball is, uh, um, front and center, it's not for good reasons.
1: Exactly. But <laughs> <So. laughs> so. well, we saw we saw how it was trending up too much last year, trying to figure yeah. out the season and, and the battle between the players' union and the owners and all that. So yeah. maybe maybe it's a good thing. Let let's keep it the quiet then. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. You know, but um, you know, I I think there's a lot of excitement um for baseball coming back. Fans be, uh, are going to be in the stands and and. Most, yeah. if not all of these major league cities um unfortunately, Toronto still won't have home games, and I say unfortunately yeah. because they were one of the busier teams this off season right with Springer coming on board marcus Simeon um you know coming on board um you know they did some work in the bullpen uh, and you know with the yates and 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 others, so they've done a lot this off yeah. season. Um, I think Vlad Jr. is
1: going to have a huge
0: year this year, man. Yeah, right. Because they got the talent. You know, Bichette is there. I mean, they have a lot of talent. um, And, uh, you know, they don't have the opportunity to play before their home fans, uh, at least to start the season. Maybe that will change as the season goes along. But, um, you know, hopefully as we get to opening day, the buzz around baseball will return And it will be nice. You know, um, here on the East Coast, we were talking about it as well. Spring has sprung, so it's been nice to get outside, right? We've had some nice sunny days, some warm days. And I think with baseball coming back, you know, it'll just be fitting uh, for this time of the year. So let's see what happens as we head toward opening
1: day. Yeah, looking forward to it, man. I can't wait.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, you're a Yankees fan. Um, I'm a Mets fan and I think both New York teams have, have reason for optimism this Big year. Time. Um, the Yankees always seem to, to be optimistic about their chances. Uh, Mets not always, but I think right now, certainly the Mets, um, have reason to be optimistic, but listen, that NL East is tough, right? <laughs> yes.
1: that. <Fact. laughs> Because even so, the Marlins, even the Marlins, like I don't think the Marlins will make the playoffs, but they're a pretty talented bunch. They yeah. got some some good young pitching. They have some offense. They're going to disrupt a lot of things in that division. They may not yeah. make the playoffs, but they may keep someone out.
0: Yeah, look, they're, all those they're teams. They're a talented man. bunch. Yeah, Atlanta's one of the best teams in the league. You know, yeah. the Nats won the World Series two, you know, two seasons ago. Philadelphia has a lot of talent. The Mets are good, or should be good. And like you said, the Marlins. So you know, there's, there's, there's no easy day at the office when you're playing no. in the NL East.
1: So somebody has to tell Jacob Degrom it's only spring training though, because I saw him pitching the other day. I think he thinks it's October, man. The guy is lights out.
0: He's he's wow. He's just remarkable. He he really is, and. You know, um, as a Mets fan, I've I've kind of wondered how long can he maintain this level of excellence? And he just seems to keep on going, man. It's it's really remarkable.
1: He's gotten better the last few years, which is crazy to say.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, I I hope he continues it and and the Mets can, can have a strong season. But, you know, overall, it'll be good to have baseball back and so we'll we'll have that coming up soon so brother it's been good to catch up with you man to touch on these these stories man and um i look forward to coming back you know as we especially now as we get into the baseball season coming back uh every week man you know to just talk about the latest um because there's a lot going on and i know we've been coming in like every two weeks but you know we should try to come back every week man and just touch upon things because um this once the season starts man it's just going to be a lot to talk about because you figure there's going to be baseball going on there's going to be nba basketball going on um and then of course there'll be hockey going on too and so we got to talk about this
1: (laughs) you know it's funny (laughs) i think last week something happened in hockey and I kid you not and I and I wrote it down but I can't remember what it was and I think I might have thrown the paper out <laughs> cuz I was ready to come on the show and say something and I can't I couldn't find the paper man
0: <laughs> well you should know that Phil Bradley calls us hockey haters so um <laughs> so I think we better leave it alone before we have man. some you know people start throwing some <laughs> hockey i'm gonna be walking down the street someone's gonna throw a hockey puck at me
1: <laughs> man
0: uh but anyway man we'll come back um uh, we'll look to come back next week man and 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 do it all over again but love talking with you today man and there's a lot going on and a lot will be going on and we'll come back and and we'll be on top of it so look forward to um doing it again with you real soon Sounds good brother, sounds good.